When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Le monde entier est un cactus. Il est impossible de s'asseoir. Hear ye, hear ye. Hermantown is now in session. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Nerd Melt Theater in Hollywood, California, and you listening out in podcast land. Thank you for joining us. Please, won't you all, either physically or spiritually, put your hands together for the mayor of Harmontown, Mr. Dan Harmon. Thank you. Thank you. Are you going to be trouble tonight, pink hair? All right. Met pink hair in line. I, I, I parked here earlier to go meet some friends. and, uh, no, and, and you pulled me a kiss. Well, yeah, because you, you screamed at me, and I was terrified. That's not I blew you a kiss because I was afraid for my own safety. That's your reaction. Like, you blew me a kiss. Well, what's your name, for fuck's sake? Christina. Christina. Christina, everybody. Woo! Security, keep an eye on Christina. You may, you may regret that applause in a moment. Cynthia's, uh, uh, Cynthia, Christina. <laughs> Pink hair. Pink, pink, pink hair's only primary crime is she's very excited to be here tonight. Very excited, very excited to be near either of us. Uh, very excited to be here with all of you. Uh, unfortunately, her secondary crime is her excitement is causing her to be a real hooligan. Like. <laughs> Oh, now, now I made you sad. Okay, well, it's good. I need to be able to make you sad. That's the threat of a hooligan. Okay, good. That's that's the only difference between a... a Christina, a, have, you, have you been here to Harmontown before? And, like, I'm from Las Vegas, so this is a big deal. You're from Las Vegas, so this is a big deal. Be, being in the back room at a, at a comic book store. Yeah, it's like being in Paris or Rome. Yeah, you, you come from a city where the Adams family has their own slap machine. <laughs> why, why, why do you care that you're here? I'm like from Dan Harmon and Jeff Davis. Like, it's a big deal. What, what, do you have any expectations or, or hopes or dreams tonight? That, Not at all. I mean, guys, nothing? You guys just fucked What would be your dream to go? If, if, if you could wake up tomorrow morning and you Why am I in such a good mood? Oh, because that happened. What, 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 would, what would be the, uh, the, 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 the thing that you would hope to come out of the show tonight? Just to be all right. Well, Don't then, put me on the spot. Okay. All right. Don't put me on the spot, asshole. She yeah. just said. All right. All right. Okay. Now the, the gauntlet has been thrown. All right. <laughs> no, we're okay. coming. We're coming back to you, Christine. No. Mars. Uh, Mars. Mars. Okay. <laughs> so curiosity has landed. <laughs> this, uh, this, this, this and they're not going digging, by the way. The thing in the front is not a big scooper on the Curiosity rover on Mars. They get a laser on it that's going to evaporate rocks from a distance, and they're going to analyze rocks from a, from a, like with a laser. Oh, you know who's just telling me about that? Six-year-old Gil, uh, whose podcast I did upstairs. The owner of the place has a six-year-old son who has a podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah. How many podcasts do you have, man? No, I, I, no, it's his podcast. 
podcast. Jill, are you, are you cheating on me? No, no. I was on another person's podcast. I the, do that. Sometimes. The theme tonight is infidelity. By the way, ah, very nice, Jeff. Dan, when will you learn that I will control the shit out of this motherfucker? Thank you, Jeff. I misinterpreted. Uh, I thought it was a non sequitur. I thought you were misunderstanding, but actually what what happened there is Jeff was segueing into our theme for tonight, which I allowed the audience in line to choose. Uh, uh, I gave them the choice between travel, finance, and infidelity. And, you know, predictably enough, uh, I should have thrown boobs in there, uh, which was on the master list, because then we'd be talking about boobs all night. But I figure we'll be talking about boobs regardless. We could, If the theme was travel, we're going to end up talking about my hemorrhoids. And, uh, our, our, our last show, i got to say, if we can read the minutes from the last show. I listened to a recording of it. It was... It was Based solely around the butthole, I believe. Yeah. It was a complete. It was. It was at, at a certain point we just start talking about things in in butts, and it, I, I I talked about how I had once put a sharpie pen in my butt. And, uh, the, I, I I talked about how I had a real doll at one point, and uh, uh, Jeff talked about how he put on fishnets once, and uh, uh, yeah. Uh, see, he can't fail. But, I fuck a mannequin and I'm a pariah. <laughs> Jeff's a transvestite and all the women are throwing their panties up for him to put on. Uh, I'm a sweet transvestite. That's that's my secret. Z- uh, Rob Schraub came up and told us what what, what do we we don't yeah, have Rob to Schraub told a story about scalding his own butt with with hot water. It just turned into a theme. So I so I was thinking that infidelity would be like a. Uh, Probably, I would rather do travel or finance, but then pink hair started like shrieking. No, we don't want to do that. Uh, anyways, there was a whole whole thing in line, and we the the crowd, the hooligans chose infidelity as a theme. We got questions from you. Jeff will control those. I haven't read them. Uh, we'll pop over to them. Why don't we give them a taste? Can we give them a taste? You want to you want to crack one off right off the bat? Sure, why not? All right. Uh, just fr- from the top of the pile here, out of my out of my right suit pocket. If Troy ever cheated on Abed, who would it be with? Yeah. Community question. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I well, obviously it would be Britta. I mean, I can get, I, I can't. I don't know. Do I have to think of a funny answer? No. Well, Troy's in love with Britta. Why? Yeah, I know. We're, we're talking to a guy whose show broke up with him and started fucking <laughs> fucking another showrunner. Well, who do you think Troy's in love with? Do you guys watch the show? What, how clear did I have to... That wasn't a secret. That was a, I, 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 I'm not Damon Lindelof. I didn't... Uh, it wasn't like if you... You didn't have to watch the episodes backwards and freeze frame on the shot of his driver's license and run it through the, the, the Da Vinci matrix. Uh, he just he just seemed to have a big crush on Britta, it seemed. Uh, anyways... Let's not talk about that. Let's get over that relationship, shall we? Uh, but, uh, the, the, so, all right, that was an example of a question uh, about infidelity. Um, well, I mean, you, how deep do you want to dig on the first one? Do you want to start off light, or do you want to go for the heavy stuff? If we're not talking to you, pink hair. <laughs> Holy you, shit. You can't go back and forth between being rambunctious and, and, then, and then going, I'm sorry, I'm, uh, don't pick on me. We're going to start picking on you. You gotta, you gotta keep it down to feel the people around you. You're sitting right next to Enti. He's like a star here. 
NT did a, he, he, he doesn't have the right to, to get all, he, he, he would be playing into a stereotype if he started yelling. For podcast people, he's talking about a black gentleman. Yes. Right. You might remember him from one of our numerous podcasts. Where about race. <laughs> what about, what, po, po, episodes three through eight, which the, the theme yeah. ended up being Wait, race. And, and he, you, you weren't here last time, were you? No. Yeah, we thought, no. so, we, we thought we had really committed a crime. We had done something terrible. And was, yeah, and he's like, the, he's like the, the last Native American. You don't want to, <laughs> if he goes away, it's maybe, maybe we littered too much. Uh, um, we, we're, we're comforted by his presence. <laughs> <laughs> We're hanging on to that bow. What, what blows my mind is that you continue, because you, you seem like a very nice, kind of mild-mannered dude, and you, and you, you still sit right in the front row every time. Yeah, yeah, it's, that, it's, it's like the, the splash zone. He loves it. He's an You're aspiring get... writer, right, NT? You want to be a writer? Yeah. Well, I don't know. if that, that, that Maybe that's uh, offensive. Maybe you are, are a writer. I, I think you want to be a writer. Right? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he wrote a fucking thing for his school paper. I, uh, and he's going to go home and cut himself. And he, didn't, he didn't acknowledge the, 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 my, my poetry series, uh, Empty Heart, Full Soul. I, I, have a, I have a question for Pink Hair Lady real quick. Uh, um, do you live in the 714 area code? No, I live in 702. Okay, because, because so, someone here just wrote down, call me, and there's a phone number. And there's... And there's, there's pink lipstick all over it. Oh, yeah. Wait, someone shut their hand up. Who was it? All right. All right. Can we... I hope that this... That's not your boyfriend that you came here with, right? You're not doing this to him. Okay. All right. Well, tonight is weird. I, I, should we just go get Jeffrey Ross, bring him up here? I, 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 what? It feels like a toxic, ugly night. <laughs> is why I asked that question. Uh, <laughs> it's, no, it's going to be fine. Uh, Harmontown should be a safe place. Uh, the original conceit is I need to start a colony uh, somewhere where we can all be cool to one another. And, uh, you know, I have some issues that uh, I would bring to bear immediately. Like, you can have your shoes untied and no one can say your shoes are untied. Unless they really mean... Uh, it well instead of just saying your shoes are untied just to assert themselves over you which is what I'm convinced people do when they say your shoes are untied but, but I've, I've said to you and I've heard people say to you that your shoes were untied in the nicest possible tone and you still took great umbrage they they still mean it can I tell you a story about me taking umbrage uh, that happened uh, outside of, oh alright yeah time for Dan's umbrage corner uh my uh, <laughs> wonderful girlfriend, Erin McGathy, uh, uh, and I went to uh, uh, a party, a rooftop party that every, every year, I think, Sarah Silverman has this rooftop party. And the stars come out in all of their constellations. <laughs> I met Chris Bosch, and then I Googled him and figured out who he was. <laughs> Uh, I I met Das Racist and I googled them and figured out who they were. I uh, I met Jack Black and and he was like, hey, Das Racist is here. Um, 
I, I, I met Gary Shandling and talked to him for like eight minutes uh, about television. Uh, he did all the talking, which was fine. I didn't. I never even told him that I had anything to do with TV. I wanted to hear Gary Shandling talk about TV. For you youngsters, uh, I know. I know you know Larry Sanders the same way you know Mr. Show because you're you know you're, you're the way I had to know Python. But but do you know it's Gary Shandling's show on Showtime? That's important to go buy the box set of. Um, maybe you don't have to sit through all of it. It's 1980s comedy, but the conceit of the, the concept was amazing. Like Gary Shandling was has always been a pioneer uh, of, of 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 what, for lack of a better word, and I truly wish there was no lack of a better word, meta uh, 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 entertainment. Um, he's he's always been a defender of the creative's right to use the frame as part of the painting, um, and uh, uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I he talked for a little bit about the the thing, but uh, so. As we were going into that party, uh, we pulled up to the building, and and we were walking in, and a, and a guy said, "Are you here for Miss Silverman's party?" And we said, "Yes." And he said, "It's on the roof. Go in the elevators on the left, uh, straight up." I don't know uh, what accent that is, but I know I know he had one. That was uh, Turkestan. Turkestan. Uh, then, as we were opening the door, we just hear this voice. This guy goes. The party's over, and I and I and I, I went like, oh, what? And looked over at the guy who said it, and it was just a guy sitting on a bench, and uh, and uh, he was sitting with a woman that was. I was and, and and I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, what is it? And he immediately smiled. and was like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went in and in, in and went into the elevator. And now in the elevator, I went, that guy's a f- fucking lame ass. <laughs> or certainly his joke was lame. Uh, like, 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 and, and Aaron was like, well, now he's just trying to be a co- comrade. Uh, uh, whatever. He's, he's as nervous as you are to be outside a party. Uh, he's trying to be funny. Whatever. Uh, good old Joan of Arc Aaron. Uh, <laughs> tied to the fucking stake of, of, of being cool to everybody. Uh, I hated him. I thought he was a dick. Like, that's a dumb joke to make. If your joke is that you're a dick, uh, that's a dick's joke. <laughs> It may be you may be pretending to be a dick, but that's what a dick does. If that's always your joke, I mean that's often my joke. But <laughs> so we go to the party. Uh, like I'm not up here to have a breakthrough. I'm up here to 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 be right. Uh, I'm, I'm up here to win an argument with my girlfriend uh, because I have lights and a microphone on me. However, so we we if you were, it would go a little something. We left the party and. Uh, then we go to the valet uh, where our car is parked and the valet takes my ticket and he says uh, which car is yours? and I said it's a silver Prius and then as he's walking away I, 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 I go well that, that actually may be presumptuous uh, uh, call it a gray Prius <laughs> And, and, Aaron, and Aaron proceeds to, she, she's like, see, you're as lame as that guy outside the party. And I was like, no, because my joke is that I'm lame. Uh, his joke is that we're lame. He was like taking high status and I was taking low status. I was doing like a dumb joke. I'm just being funny and drunk. And that guy Wait, is he, like. You saying that it was presumptuous as taking low status? 
Well, yeah, but I, I was being ironic. I was being Gary Shandling about how, how what I was saying. It's a was the guy on the bench Gary Shandling? No. Oh. And, then, and then we got in a big fight. And how did that go? Well, it was her sticking up for a stranger on a bench all night. And me going, no, my silver Prius joke was awesome. It was. It was funny. See, it's a now, silver Prius. But, but I don't, let me. I don't want to overstep uh, gray Prius. It's funny, you know, because silver is a color, but it also denotes value. And you, you thought that landed? Well, I didn't think it landed. I didn't think it landed. You thought that undid all the wrongs that the guy on the bench had to... Why don't you change your name to Aaron? Because this is the conversation we had. <laughs> but as I was trying to explain to her, it's not my joke, unlike the good party's over guy, my joke doesn't have to land. I'm not holding anyone hostage with my joke. I'm talking to the back of a valet's head. I don't care if he's deaf. It's still a funny joke to me, and, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to turn around and go, huh? And me go, just kidding about my Prius. Um, like, this, this guy is the, 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 that's comedic Al Qaeda to go like party's over what the party's over no it's not yeah but I that's six year old humor I've known you long enough to know that when when your shoe's untied you can't even say it like hey uh, Dan uh, we're going into a kind of a dirty uh, restaurant the floor is dirty you might want to tie those shoes like, I, like there's no way to say that to you without you taking offense. Nobody ever says you're going into a dirty know, restaurant. Like, <laughs> Everyone just goes, shoes untied, bro. <laughs> but I go, hey, hey uh, Dan, uh, fucking, uh, no, shoes untied. My shoes aren't untied. I, I know, but, 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 but oh, the party's over formula. No, I'm saying, if I say that, I, I, I don't think I'm trying to zing you. I think I'm saying, like, uh, it, it, should that be a concern to you? Maybe you don't notice that. I've learned now to never give two shits about your sh shoelaces because I'm punished. And I've learned to buy shoes without laces. I, this is a rare night for me. All I'm right. wearing a fine pair of Adidas. Adidas. Yes, Adidas. As always, Harmontown brought to you by the good people at Adidas. Why give your foot a handshake when you can give it a hug? Yes, Adidas. The A is for after uh, glow. Have sex with your foot by slipping a, a warm Adidas shoe on it. Yeah. Nike. Yes, we're... we're, can, we're do you think that this is ever going to pay off? That Nike is going to really feel the pressure? I can't. I can't stop now. We're going to give up. That if we give, gentlemen, we. I've just seen a spike in sales over at Adidas, and it can only be attributed to one thing. That's what we have to hope Th for. This aggressive guerrilla campaign over at Harmontown to strong arm us. Yeah. I say no way. I, I am the the, C, uh, the, the the chief financial officer. I say no. And then an old man gets in there, comes in, and we in a wheelchair, and he goes, I think we're going about this all wrong, gentlemen. <laughs> Give them whatever they want. I remember when you were a gorilla, Richard. That's different, Mr. Jenkins. I would like I would like to think maybe in four months' time, instead of this uh, Harmontown poster back here, just a huge Nike swoosh back here. 
I'm telling you, yeah. Hey, Nike, uh, living well is uh, the best revenge. Fucking buy me out. And, and, and the next Harmontown can be about how much I love sucking Nike's dick. You'll, I'll have no choice. You'll, you'll, you'll have me on the hook. But uh, I think the first step, though, is we actually have to, uh, it has to become evident that we've made Adidas a dollar. Yeah, well, I, I believe that will become evident. I, don't worry about that, Jeff. Don't become one of them. Just be a creative and advertise for Adidas, and, and let's see if we can I, reverse your, this. I'm not your valet guy you can just yell shit at. I don't wanna... So I, what, was the, uh, what was the outcome of the fight? Did you guys find any closure to that? Uh, relationship better than ever. Uh, sealed it all up. All the holes are plugged. I don't know. What's the... Uh, uh, I, we, we agreed that we were both drunk and having an argument about a stupid thing. That's, that's, that's how it ended. Do you guys ever argue about important shit? Like, no. Like, like the Holocaust? <laughs> like, six million people? Come on, give me the remote. Uh, no, we never argue about important things because we're both narcissistic assholes. We, we don't care about the polar ice caps. We care about ourselves and each other. Uh, so that's what we fight about. Um, we fight because we worry that uh, we don't love each other as much as the other person loves us. That's, that's Those are the good fights. The love, the love fights. You know, eagles, they make love in midair. And they and they and they spiral to the to the to the floor. Right, you're moved to words. Just yeah. You, you, yeah. What were you saying? Yeah. He got he got he got uh, overcome. Yeah, they're dying on the way down. You say? Yeah. Oh, so you like it? You like you like it? Yeah. So you're saying the same thing the guy with the microphone is saying, <laughs> just just from the audience. Uh, have you met pink hair? <laughs> Don't have children. Some of us have work to do. Uh, yes, Adam. Now Adam's raising his hand. I got the guy in the back doing the Mars callback. This is fucking cheer. This is chaos. I accept it. Yes, Adam. I'm just saying, if they have sex, they'll plummet to their deaths. If they have sex, they'll plummet to their deaths. Asperger's Adam connected the dots. We have, a, we have a whole cavalcade of Dan, fucking peanuts the, the, here. The only thing that happened is that sometimes people get so overcome by what you've said, they, 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 they're moved to agree. They're moved to, uh, to, to cry out. And maybe, I think, well, I don't Maybe know. sometime your, your story's shoe is untied, and uh, they, they, they want to uh, you know, call no. it to your attention. You, you, you take umbrage. No. That's a, see, this is a tragic misunderstanding, because he was saying the same thing I was, but when I hear somebody talking... Yeah, you thought I, he was like, yelling at you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was, you were just being supportive. Right. Yeah, now you really made him feel like a dick. Oh, so you're saying that when people see your shoes untied, they're saying, they're I love to, you. They're trying to help. Yeah. They're worried about your shoe. I think that's their retroactive defense. Nope. I think that if someone says, shoes untied, brah, and you go, don't tell me what to do. Get out of my life. Tend your own garden, motherfucker. Back off. Then then they go, huh, uh, just you could trip. Uh, like, yeah, you that was your first impulse. You walk around wondering when I'm gonna trip. Some people do, man. Yeah, some, some people not do. people who go, shoes on tight, bro. Not that guy. But I don't say it like that. I say your fucking shoes on tight. You've you, never told me I, my shoes on tight. I have a liar. I have and you got fucking this uh, two nights ago at a wedding, we're getting ready for a wedding, and you, Dan Harmon came down in a nice suit. He's got a suit on, looks good in it. Dan's lost some weight, he's all fit. He looks like one of the. Thank looks, you. Yeah, he looks great. 
but the motherfucker can't tie a tie very well. And so they, you came down with a sloppy Harmon knot, and I thought, and boy, if you think your shoe's untied, uh, I have more opinions about ties than shoes. Uh, because uh, the tie is right up there by your face, and I was like, uh, can we, uh, let's work on that tie. And you're like, Ugh. And for some reason, there was a giant giant full-length mirror from my fashion show uh, for Aaron to Sade. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Uh, Callback. So there's a giant full-length mirror down there, and I say, Dan, and I would never do this because I know that you're not rewarded for telling Dan that anything is tied wrong. Right. Uh, He has a a thing about that. And so I go, we got to fix that tie. And you're like, What's wrong with my tie? And I was like, it's just, it's, uh, like, I'm going to show you something. So I reach around and like, like, you know, grandpa before the wedding and the, and I'm tying the tie and Aaron's taking a picture of it. And you know, that's going to be Instagrammed in a moment. And you had the, the, the saddest look on your face the whole time. You were so bummed Because out. I know it's going to be Instagrammed. And it's like, I've been tying, I've been tying a tie since I was 12 years old. Yeah, would you tie it like shit? No, I've got it down to a science. I do it very quickly. But it looks like, but it does, it looks, it looks bad. It, it look, it, the difference between it looking bad and looking good is, how much money and power I achieve. Okay, now, my, it, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, if I, if I put a shoe on my head and I'm president, everyone has to put a shoe on their head. We're, we're monkeys. We're not fucking giraffes. I'm just saying you look better with... The, you look, <laughs> What's your beef against giraffes? <laughs> well, they have long necks. I mean, they're obviously... They're willing to change for how high the leaf is. I mean... Uh, I think you meant because they had more neck, they'd be more concerned about ties. <laughs> when did I become the crazy comic relief guy in my own show? Why am I the Jamie Farr of this mash? Uh, oh, there was a show in the 70s called <laughs> Can we get back on track, please? I, I try. I try to keep an orderly show going here. I, sometimes we get off on tangents. It's a rare thing, but uh, Nor- n- normally this thing is a well-oiled machine. Yeah. We pick uh, a topic. We stick to it. Yeah. Tonight's the topic is infidelity. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going to ask another question from the audience here, Dan. All right. Somebody writes: Do you think anyone with a list of celebrities they're allowed to cheat on with has ever been able to cross one off? I don't know. Uh. I I, I, I I get distracted by the concept of that before because it felt like that that whole hall pass whatever you call it celebrity pass thing so right. douchey so <laughs> like it's, it really flies in the face of my whole you know like the idea that it's like well I'm I'm fucking you but we both agree if Paris Hilton walked in right. <laughs> It's so fucking disgusting. Like, more, no wonder I'm, our divorce rate is 70%. I'm more concerned about the, the voice that you give every other person in your life. <laughs> Shoes and tap, bro. <laughs> Everyone in the world is Sylvester Stallone. I don't know. They're all like, I perceive them as trying to, well, you know, who came up with that? All right, how about this? Is there a scenario where your significant other cheats that you'd totally forgive them for? Does that scenario exist for you? Well, uh... Go big. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, there's obvious... I mean, there's top of the line... Should we have her leave the room? Where anyone would, 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 would cheat. Where, like, if... Okay. If there was a alien virus... 
No, 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 Dan, I said go big. There's an alien virus released on Earth, and then like it, it dropped in like these orbs that created big explosions, so there was chaos, and then the virus got aerosol misted into the air, so that the, uh, the primary effect was the destruction of our infrastructure, and then while that plunged us into chaos, which would separate me from my girlfriend, um, then the virus is released into the air, which threatens the, uh, the, the survival of the human race. She meets a scientist, let's say played by Bill Pullman. I'm... Pull- <laughs> While separated from me, she's the only non-sterilized human being in some bunker. He's the only non-sterilized man. I mean, and for some reason, they can't just put his sperm in a cup and, you know, like, they really have to do it on the floor of, a, of the Library of Congress or something. <laughs> then the movie's over. We beat all the aliens, and I walk across the Salt Lake Flats toward her, and she's got a cigar in her mouth, and... Uh, you know, we did it. We we saved the earth. You know, she goes like, like we did it. I'm like, oh my god, I'm alive. You're alive. Oh, and she whispers in my ear, I had to fuck Bill Pullman. And I go like, that's I I would have too. I would have been okay with that. But anything really smaller scale than that, I'd be like, whore. <laughs> you belong to me. I- I think that you might just have a, a, enough pettiness in your body to still, like, three days later at Little Dom's having yeah. breakfast. To, like, she, she'd be oh, like, yeah. uh, oh, uh, this crepe's you? really good. Yeah. yeah? Does it remind you of Bill Pullman's dick? <laughs> Is it better or worse? I just, I'm, I, I'm, I'm making a scrapbook. Uh, honey, honey, we wouldn't have crepes anymore if I didn't fuck Bill Pullman. You yeah, no, no, I understood, understood. I'm sure you hated it. <laughs> He was he was he was pretty good. He was pretty good in film. Thanks, baby. Uh, and then Paris Hilton walks in, and that's my celebrity pass, which is the conceit of my new movie. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, whatever, man. I don't know. I I I. I uh, I didn't want the theme to be infidelity tonight because the topic makes... I don't like watching movies where the central conceit is like this scandalous taboo, like like coming up with ways to make it okay for people to cheat. Like, it always makes me very uncomfortable. I got cheated on once and I just... I, I, I have like a... I'm a very jealous person. Very, very insecure. Very possessive. Very, very like... I, I, I don't, it, it just, I don't want to be better about it. I don't, cause I don't, I, I don't want to have like big thick calluses over the part of my body that feels pain when my girlfriend wants to fuck someone else. I want my girlfriend not to fuck other people. <laughs> you know, I want, I want true love. I want, it does, it's, it, I guess it's immature, but I, uh, yeah, I just, uh, it bugs me. So you see these Richard Gere movies and, and like, like, uh, he, he, he trained parrots and he was married, he was married to her in 1800s England, but then she went into a coma and, uh, then he met the parrot, uh, uh, owner of his dreams. And, She's in a coma, so he couldn't, like, break up with her. He just had to fu- fuck her on top of her. And, and it's like, you're supposed to tune in, and you're really just jacking off to, to, to a man and woman fucking on top of his wife. How come you don't write more features? <laughs> <laughs> now, but Dan, you've, you said in previous podcasts, or uh, Harmontowns, rather, that... 
that when you are masturbating, you fantasize about your person, your 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 girlfriend fucking somebody else. Not my girlfriend necessarily. Like more often than not, it's that's when I'm single between relationships. When I'm very lonely, when I'm masturbating, I the the fantasy that creeps into my head the most often is my ex girlfriend fucking other people. <laughs> But ne- never your current girlfriend. What's up? But never your current girlfriend. Sometimes. Was... Really? Sometimes my current girlfriend, but, but like not, that's more in a like a, yeah, sometimes. You know, like, like I'll think of like, r- r- like weird raunchy situations where my, my, the girlfriend that I'm currently with, uh, you know, is an insatiable kind of animal that, that, that that's, it's, you know, and I'm not around. It starts with self-loathing because you're, you, yeah, like I said, you can't, I can't put myself in a sexual situation very easily. Like, it's easier, the path of least resistance is for me to not be there uh, if it's really sexy. Because <laughs> I look like Randy Quaid. <laughs> and you don't, you don't cast him in nine and a half weeks. You uh, you put him in in vacation three, um, and uh, and not even in the lead role. Uh, so, but but so yeah, and that leads to like, well, if my if my girlfriend is fucking and I'm not there, then who's she fucking? And then you go, oh, maybe the guy's fixing the roof. I don't know. So sometimes, sometimes, but but it's that's like you know fifteen twenty percent. But when I'm when I'm single and I've been dumped, like like I, it's like hundred percent. Like I can't get my brain out of that out of that gutter. Uh, like, like where it's like, oh, my ex girlfriend is that that dumped me. She dumped me because you know, she's she's doing this and she's doing that, and I'm thinking about that. So it's like my sexual wires are crossed with my self hatred wires, and, and it's it's terrible. It's awful. It's a picture of mental uh, illness. <laughs> But saying it into a microphone makes it all better. <laughs> makes everything perfect. Nothing will ever go wrong now. Uh, thanks, everybody, tonight, by the way, for uh, calling me out on everything. What the fuck? It's my show. I think you, you seem a little extra on edge tonight. No, I've from the moment I came up here, I've been attacked. I know you, you perceived attack. A guy in the front row was going like, "Yeah, like, I totally agree." And you thought, like, you say, "Hey, shut the fuck up, man!" Like, like, no, that's not true. Can we? Can we? What's your name, guy? That looks exactly like Akiva Schaefer. <laughs> what's What's your name? Levi. Le- Levi. Wait, 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 wait. Well, don't do too much talking because when you're off mic, having heard the podcast recording thing. Oh, yeah, give him a mic. Give him a mic. What was okay. the thing? What was the thing you just called me? A guy that looks exactly like Akiva Schaefer. <laughs> a, f- a friend of ours. He's a writer and a very funny guy. Uh, don't know it. I'm 25. Should I know that? Uh, he He's 22. Fuck you. Oh. <laughs> Is he here tonight? Can I fight him? Fuck him. Uh, like, what? Should I know him? Don't, don't see, he's defensive too. Yeah, yeah look, I, look, look, look. Because of you, though. I, yeah. All right. Well, can we do it? Can we do a thing? Like, yeah. like, 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 will you just tell me, tell me about the first, tell me about, uh, I'm trying to think of like an easy, like, uh, tell me about your favorite Christmas? Oh, no. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, You guys are meant for each other. All right. Well, (laughs) tell me, tell me, what's your favorite, what's your favorite TV show? Uh, Or just a good one, just anyone. It doesn't have to be your favorite. Don't say that one. Adam, shut up. Don't heckle a double heckler. It's a fucking inception of... (laughs) 
We get a double heckler. Let's look at those biospheres erupt. It's like a fractal fucking flower pattern of the people. hecklers are heckling the hecklers. Le- I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not heckling at all. No, 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 no. Well, we'll Le- Levi, Adam, quiet. <laughs> Levi, tell me about a f- a favorite show of yours. Uh, Stranger with Candy. Okay, just tell me. Tell me. Start. Start talking about why it's good. It's got Stephen Colbert before. No, he was a no, no, it's Stephen Colbert. It's not. That's that's what you thought happens. Yeah, that's what you. That's thought exactly happened. what happened. I was saying, I was saying, eagle, eagles fuck as they're going to the thing, and I just, I just heard like, no, oh, they're dying. Dan, I was sitting. I have, I have, I have the best seat in the house because I, I can, I can see you and Levi perfectly. And he was just like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, like, like they're dying out there. He was, he was on your side. I've, you, I've, you had a comrade. Yes, we found out he was on my side. But I'm telling you, the customer is always right. I'm a customer base of one. If the guy behind the microphone thinks that someone is, 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 is like a distraction, he's right. I'm right. I'm definitely right. Oh, I'm oh, a focus so, group. Oh, so, so, yeah. You're louder, so yeah, that's that's how it works. Oh, now he's got a microphone. No, it doesn't. Now we're on even ground. Yeah. No, here's the thing. Your name's going to my suicide note tonight, buddy. Like, <laughs> now you're fucked. So the audience doesn't. They don't like this. They don't like the chaos. They don't like the. No, no. We, we, we're, 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 it, that's what's happening now. That's the thing. All right. That's the thing. All right. No. Yeah. Le- no, Levi, keep the microphone. Keep talking into it. No, no, no. No, no. Because because Pink Hair is about to grab the mic. I'm taking okay, that away. Right, I mean, shit roll. Downhill. There's chaos and there's chaos. <laughs> this has nothing to do with power dynamics. It has everything to do with intent and emotion and dynamics. What I'm saying is not that I'm louder than you or that you're being too loud. What I'm saying is that your way of expressing agreement to me with these lights in my face looks an awful lot like a drowning man. <laughs> Everyone else does that. What they just did. You were. You went. He said he would do it. It's Adam again. And I thought it meant that your, your mother had been raped by an eagle. And I wanted to talk about it. By the way, I didn't just point at your shirt and go, "Where'd you get it?" Ray Charles had a garage sale. Go fuck yourself, faggot. I didn't do anything. I didn't bully you. I, I said, what's going on down here? The same way I did to that fucking asshole outside Sarah Silverman's party. Yeah. What's, what do you mean party's over? Who's cooning? How fuck you, my shoe's untied. You got my full attention now. My brain's the size of a fucking planet. How much of it do you want? You want, you want all of it? I'll give you all of it. You're not going to like it. I, 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 I'm thinking about a new TV show. It's going to make everyone happy. Party's over. Yeah. Eagles are dying. Your shoe's untied. It's about aliens that drop pods of, uh, of uh, things. That was down. good. My Remember head. what I came up with? That's a good, I got a guy. Hey, what, think about your girlfriend sucking dicks. Well, Bill Pullman's in it. That's a fucking box office dynamite. Like, I, I, you, you see what's going on up here? I deserve, I deserve space. Yeah. I'll reward you for having it. Right, but but not everybody is like. Okay, I have Asperger's. Do you think so? No, I diagnosed myself with it after taking an online quiz (laughs) (laughs) and reading some conversations in in a forum. I mean, 
Was one of the symptoms you take online Asperger's quizzes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't have an excuse. I'm a bad person. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bad, unlikable person. Would I, you be happier if you found out that you did have some sort of diagnosable illness like I Asperger's? Don't know. Well, like, like Aaron said, I'd rather it be one that's named after me. <laughs> like, I'd rather like, not like, have like, to have like, this Asperger guy on my shit. Like, like, like that guy, Narcissus. Yeah, like, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd like to have, a, yeah, like, like, like have people after me call themselves uh, Harmon, Harmon Burgers. <laughs> It's as if the word burger is part of the... I don't know. Well, you guys are throwing me. Congratulations. I mean, that's what you get. You, yeah. cra- you cracked the walnut. Now you get the, now you get the chewy, neurotic nut in, in the middle. Well, we got... Oh, shit. We have to bring fucking Spencer up here. Oh, yeah, Sorry. no, no. no. Yeah, we're, we're not, we're, we have a real treat in store tonight. By applause, how many of you have never have heard of or know nothing about Dungeons & Dragons? By applause. <laughs> Oh, sorry, wait. No, no uh, uh, either nobody's. Uh, no, I heard silence and started laughing, but hold on. Then there was. Sorry, go ahead. A- anybody did, who knows nothing about Dungeons and Dragons? I'm one of those people. All right. All right. So it's several, like six or seven or eight. Yeah. And, but uh, I was I was just laughing because I'm just very proud of my audience. No, no. <laughs> like, yes. We we are indeed in the in the back room of a uh, of a comic book store yeah. right now. Yeah. And and three Harmon towns ago, Dan uh, brought up the idea of possibly having a dungeon master uh, to so we could play Dungeons and Dragons. And there was a gentleman in our audience that night who could not have possibly known that we were going to talk about that, who shot his hand in the air. So then uh, last week we brought him up again and we we uh, we came up with characters. Jeff decided that he wanted to be a gnome barbarian. Correct. <laughs> uh, I, I was trying to go out of character. I, 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 the I, audience I, picked the name of Quark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that kind of that, that hat kind of fell down around my ears, but uh, I'm, I'm I'm sticking with I'm, I'm Quark, and and you and your audience uh, uh, picked the name Sharpie Butts a lot for me. <laughs> we, we we can change them. We can change those names. We, we well, shot, I don't think I don't think that's we, good. That's, we shot from the hip. That's not good storytelling when you go back and change. I mean, well, it's, it, look, would I be happier with uh, with a name that wasn't Quark? Yes, the answer is yes. Uh, but uh, so, but, but more importantly, you you picked a gnome barbarian, and I picked a human uh, uh, magic user. I, I that's I'm first edition Dungeons and Dragons, so I, Spencer had to email me subsequently and go, oh, by the way, it's not just magic user now. You have to pick between a wizard and a sorcerer. I picked wizard. Wizard is somebody who studies. Like, Adam, what are you doing? <laughs> I think uh, if the show, if, if Nike ever does give us any money, I want everyone in this audience to have a lavalier mic on. <laughs> and the world's biggest soundboard. Yeah. There definitely needs to be, yeah, just like like roving yeah. drones that can, can just like mic people. Can we, uh, someone from NerdMail, we need to area mic this, this audience more because there's too much good shit happening. Uh. <laughs> Adam, how could you not think I heard you? You're not watching Breaking Bad. I'm, I'm two feet from you. He's talking he to... He was trying to help, Dan. He's oh, to help. Wait, you're sticking up for the, uh, just a, just no. a, a fundamental uh, vagrant. Look, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know much about being a barbarian dwarf, but I'm pretty sure he would stand up for this guy. All right. Well, now, obviously, since we're arguing about Dungeons & Dragons, which is ratings dynamite... <laughs> Let's bring the star of this Walker, Texas Ranger show up. Spencer, come on up here.
How's it going? Thank you for coming back, Spencer, and thank you in advance for the work you've done since Friday. Uh, should Do we have to start with this? Did you hear what was going on down here? Have you met Adam, by the way? Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> what? No, I, I was that insincere to you? <laughs> Wait, I'm genuinely enthused. There's a huge. There's a huge. Is, is there a weird force field up here where everybody feels like people are coming after him? No, there's just a lot of people coming after the people on stage. Spencer and I are good people and on the same side, right? Yeah. Forever. They broke the fourth wall good and early this night. <laughs> All right, but no, seriously. So Adam started immediately talking about some kind of what? No. I'll just hold it like that. It'll be better. The wand of voice amplification. Jeff just did a bit where he tried to raise the microphone to Spencer's level. Spencer's six foot four. I'm tired. You're, you're taller tired than that. How tall? How tall? How, how tall are you? We're going with six foot four, I think. We're, you tell me, bro. I stop measuring myself. <laughs> There is a huge insecurity thing going on with that microphone. It's, there's a weird... That's the most secure thing in the world. Fuck yeah, rulers. I, 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 all right. I'm tall. That's all you need to know. Yeah, at a certain point, you stop caring. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah. I like this guy. Just don't give me that look when you say it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, so what... <laughs> for real, I, I, I just... Because, really, Adam, what were you saying? What was your thing about... What were you saying? Gnomes, barbarians, what were you saying? I've seen... Oh, I'm sorry, I was, I was uh, holding, touching the microphone, which you're now holding and dispensing. But in the first edition... I know, I've seen your D&D rule books. I thought they're first edition, and gnomes can't be barbarians. But I thought, if I say that out loud, Dan's going to think I'm more Aspergian than I think, than I think he is am. Oh, See, that? that's a, one of the sentences that proves itself. So I was like, I'm just going to say that quietly to someone who might get it in context, and I still upset you, for which I apologize. <laughs> all right, okay, well, all right. I didn't understand. Did you? He was saying something. There- yeah, he has a fair point. He was talking about first edition. Is that correct? Yeah, we're playing three point five edition, so it's not an issue. But yeah, he is right. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck anybody's talking about. Well, I don't either. Let I'm me just-, just explain it for a long time. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting off on the right foot. Let's let's call our edition 3.6, which means that if there's an an infraction, you don't have to yell out. That's the difference between 3.5 and 3.6. All right. So if I say my wizard's wearing a pointy hat, you know, and you read in Elf magazine that he can't. Just, you know, don't run up on stage. It's getting scary in this place. I'm doing great. It's good. It's just like uh, Fort Apache the Bronx <laughs> or uh, Assault on Precinct uh, 17. Yeah. Take it away, Spencer. All right. Well, as we've mentioned, you've picked a gnome barbarian, Jeff. <laughs> oh, Adam's already here. Yeah, he's he's totally <laughs> I'm a gnome barbarian. All right, is, yeah. that, is that not good? Should I? Is, is that... No, it's it's great. It's okay. fine. I, I don't right. I don't really know. Briefly explain to me what that means. <laughs> a gnome is about uh, your gnome is about three foot three inches tall, and he angrily. Flies. That's what she said. You know. Ah, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's like a kickstand. I swear. <laughs> but and he flies angrily at people with a sword a full foot longer than he is. No shit. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, we're back in business. Sorry, I'm three foot three. I got a four foot three sword. It's it's slanted. That's what she said. I don't know. <laughs> Should I stop saying that's what she said? Is that going to happen a lot? I think that happens yeah. eight times per game in Dungeons and Dragons. So, all right. Okay, so I fly angrily at people with a sword a foot uh, longer than my body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> I wrote you a backstory. Do you want to hear your backstory? Fucking yes. All right. Well, let me just start it off. Court. Stands tall for a gnome, a full three foot three inches. When he was growing up, he was picked on by the local hooligans who insulted his ragged clothes and admittedly lackluster mental faculties on a regular basis. <laughs> that is, until one day he snapped in a gnome-on-gnome -gnome scuffle, biting the ear off the ringleader of the local gang, the Cactus Bunch, <laughs> after they had taken his prized bandana. <laughs> it was his first taste of blood. It would not be his last. All right. Let's... All right. I love that. I love that a lot. As much as I hate gnome on gnome violence, I still... When will, it's, it's when, when, epidemic. when will it stop? But that, that's... Hopefully at the Grammys. Uh... I love that. But the thing is, as you said that, Spencer, I have a perfect visual uh, image of who that character is. All right, great. And so, yeah, he hits stuff with a sword. That's about it, you know. Yeah, well, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, no, he Aren't gets you, better. Is, it, is there still, as of 3.5, is it just a list of, like, those attributes, like strength, intelligence, wisdom, all that stuff? Yeah, there's the class features. Mostly it's attributes, feats, and skills. But, yeah, there's some stuff. I thought maybe you just read down Jeff's attributes, just the main ones. Just Oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, he's got a strength, 16. Out of, out of how many? Oh, um... 100. 10 is considered average, like 18 is like the pinnacle of human achievement. Um, so, so, so like giant is monsters. 16 is, is, is well above average. You'd be like a bodybuilder. Thank you. In the real world. <laughs> Dexterity is 14, which is above average, but not like super amazing. Constitution is uh, 17, which is really strong. That's, uh, you know, he can take a beating and keep on eating. I, I could, also, he can... <laughs> and he can drink people under the table. Well, you got that right. <laughs> He's got a 12 intelligence, which is still kind of smart for someone who's a barbarian. But he's got 11 wisdom, which means he has no common sense. Um, I gave him a 17 charisma because he's got a dashing smile and a winning sense of humor. Aww. That's not you. That's just the character. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, right. you're the boss, Spencer. Thank you very much. All right. Moving on to Sharpie Butts a lot. <laughs> All right. Sharpie Buttsalot is a tall, dark-haired wizard in what is unmistakably a periwinkle terry cloth bathrobe. <laughs> Sharpie was born to a maiden doomed to life imprisonment in the high tower of penitence. Life was hard growing up in a prison, but he started to read and learn magic at a young age. He eventually cast Featherfall on himself and fell safely out of the tower and began adventuring. Yeah. All right, first level. That's as far as your story goes. Absolutely. We just started. Let's yeah, you start to build the legend yeah. now. And, the, and believe me, the name Sharpie Butzalot will be feared throughout the realm. 
Uh, what about what about my attributes? What do I got here? All right, you got a nine strength, which is um, still decent for your average layperson. I couldn't do a pull up in grade school. You might still be able to. Yeah. A fourteen dexterity, which is uh, the same as Jeff's. Um, what's, his, what's his shoe tying ability? That, that's he's got three rinks and shoe tying. <laughs> you All guys. Right. Don't team up with him, Spencer. Don't break my heart. I can't help it. I will it. never ask you to team up with me, but don't team up with him. <laughs> I'll try. Uh, 16 constitution, which is a little, is still really strong. You can take some hits and drink a lot also. You can take some hits and uh, eat some shits. That's <laughs> <laughs> my first time, man. It's my first time. He's so proud I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to have a good time over here. But. I'm a I'm a barbarian gnome. <laughs> so proud of we have, we have a weird sense of humor, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got a 15 wisdom, which means you're reasonably wise, and you have a cool head on your shoulders. Um, oh, I missed uh, 18 intelligence. Sorry about that. That's your main stat. You're really yeah. smart. Yeah. <laughs> Typecasting. <laughs> these were rolled randomly. Oh, th these were random rolls. Yeah, kind of. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> like I rolled them randomly and then assigned them to the stats that fit the classes. So, ah, like, gotcha. he didn't have an 18 strength and not be able to cast any spells. Yeah, right, right. That's normal. That's normal. That's just good dungeon master stuff. Well, it's good character creation. Yeah, gotcha. exactly. Um, and 11 charisma, which is above average, but you're not going to be winning any beauty contests. You're, like, you're, you're no Bill Pullman. <laughs> I have to rely on my ability to, to of storytelling to keep my woman at home. Yeah, uh, you got a you got a crossbow and some spells. Like you can shrink people down and make things light up. I can shoot a crossbow. Yeah, you got a crossbow because sometimes you run out of spells and don't want to die. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, is there anything else you need to add, Spencer? Do you want to talk about how we proceed now that we have our characters? Uh, yeah. I mean, basically, should we try to play a fifteen-minute adventure ne next Harmontown? What do you say, audience? Yes. Well, they're not going to boo. Uh, we'll find out whether it's a good idea or a bad one. But but maybe we can, maybe we should. Uh, no, I say, I say we kick this off next time in town. We get uh, Sharpie and Cork meet in the field of battle. And so what do you, what do you, what do you need to do that? Should we next 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 time? Should we put a little table over there so that you have a place to roll dice? Yeah, and, uh, just have roll dice and maps maybe. and things. I don't need that many <laughs> maps, but yeah, dice. All right. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll give, I think so we give that a shot uh, at the next Harmontown and see how it goes from there. All right. Thank you, Spencer. For Spencer, everybody. That's some... That's a lot of work Spencer's putting in for us. It's nice of him. I think we got the right man for the job, though. I think so. He, he's, he's lovable, isn't he? He's, yeah. 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 Yeah, he's, he, he approaches his job with uh, sincerity. Uh, I um, I did an interview today, uh, a small one, with a guy from Time Magazine, which I think most of the time when they say you're doing an interview for Time, thank you, sir. I think they actually just mean and they're applauding the arrival of the vodka. I did an interview with a guy on the phone just about the Anomalisa Kickstarter, uh, and. Uh, 
Why don't you explain that briefly for people that don't know? Uh, go uh, go donate if the time's not up yet. Go to the uh, go to Kickstarter. Look for Anomalisa. It's a Charlie Kaufman script that we're producing through our studio Starburns. Uh, it's going to be a stop motion feature written by Charlie Kaufman. You can go kick in some money, and we'll make it as good as we can, uh, as well as we can. See, we'll correct. We'll do a grammar check if you give us enough money. Um, the uh, the guy that interviewed me from from Time, uh, his name was Harry McCracken. <laughs> and that's it. That's the end of that story. For real? I, I wrote that in my... Is Harry it, McCracken. A nom, a nom de plume? Or that's his I don't know. I, it's, it's Phil, Phil's brother? You know? You've worked for him? That's his actual name. Uh, that's, uh, He's right for PC World. Hmm. Harry McCracken. Harry McCracken. That's huh. the best. No, no, no. God damn it. I didn't, I didn't mean to become Ming the Merciless. The guy... <laughs> That, that that guy just like a guy from the audience just said I, I work for Harry McCracken and uh, that's his real name. You, and you know what I think happened? I think Spencer came up here and dispelled some of the uh, the evil magic that was up on that up on that stage. Well, I can't wait to listen to the recording of tonight and see who went wrong where. But I did not feel like I came up here with any negative energy. I guess I said the first thing I said is, "Hey, pink hair, you're going to be in trouble." I think it, I, I, you, I blame pink hair. That's what yeah, it is. But you, you came out and blamed pink hair, but she hadn't even done anything as far as I had seen. Thank you. Thank you. Did, you, did, you, did, did something go wrong in the line? Did you meet her earlier? No, it didn't go wrong. I just, I, I was being sincere. When I, for my first thought, because I saw the pink hair, and then I thought, trouble. Because in the line, she was kind of like, she was excited. You were excited. I was excited to see you. I know. You don't have to, I know Why? <laughs> No, it's not true, because it can be, well, look what happened. I guess the story we're learning, the ironic, like, Greek myth is that I thought it would be trouble, I tried to prevent the trouble, I caused all the trouble. Is that what we're learning? Is it, is I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, yes, so I caused the trouble. Jeez, you know, take, take, take it to the bank. It's the last check you're going to get. It's the last time I'm ever going to be wrong about anything. Promise you that. Sometimes at Harbintown, I have to lay down the law. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right, what else is on the docket? Let's uh, let's do some more uh, uh, infidelity questions. Apparently, right. how about um, now? Uh, here's a goodie. Somebody in the audience writes, "I am a gay male. I recently stopped seeing a guy because he insisted on a quote open relationship." He insisted that it would only be physical and not emotional. Is a, quote, physically open relationship possible? Or any kind, for that matter? Boy, that's a lot of spaghetti. That's, uh... <laughs> if, I, if I'm getting him right, he's saying that his partner said, let's be in an open relationship. But he insisted it would only be physical and not emotional. Well, but by it, he means what? The new relationship? The new, the new relationship. It would so only be a physical I'm guy. only going to fuck I'm another not, guy. I'm not going to fall in love with I'm him. I'm not going to love another I, guy. I'm just going to fuck I'm another guy. I'm just going to fillet him frequently well, in a parking lot. And that's every... Yeah. I mean, well, wait. And so his final question is, is that possible? Is, yeah, yeah. Is, is, is there such a thing as a physically open relationship? I don't, I, I don't think so. And I don't, I don't think the rules are probably any different for 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 our our gay friends, uh, our fine feathered gay friends, uh, I, I, I picture them as like a hawk species in a. <laughs> Die! 
<laughs> Second wave. <laughs> um, that guy was gay. The actor that played the leader of the Hawkman in Flash Gordon. Oh yeah, what the hell's uh, uh, Brian Blessed, whom I love. Yeah, he was a big burly gay dude who yeah. was awesome uh, as the leader of the gay, Hawkman. Gays are French horn, but it's so funny. <laughs> That's man. why I said our fine feathered gay friends. I was picturing like a, a battalion of. Our, when I said our gay friends, I just pictured looking out a porthole in a in a spaceship and seeing like a fleet of uh, of, of of hawk people that were there to save the day. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm sure it's the same I, I for can't everybody. I tell if that's diminishing gay people or are really exalting them. Well, it's up to them. I don't know. <laughs> up to them and the hawks. Um, the uh, hey man, when they when hawks have sex in the air though, man. They, they die. They plummet. Don't get, don't get Levi fucking hysterical to a point where I think he's heckling me. I, stop it. Pink hair. God damn it. Pink hair and Levi. Like, it's like having a, like a bundle lefty. of dynamite in the front row. It's not my fault. It's sweating nitroglycerin. You know, it's like you shake it and it blows up. Okay. Uh, gay people. Hear my voice. <laughs> Sex comes easier for you because men are pigs and uh, gay men couples are easier to hook up and stuff. But I think that's the only difference. I, I imagine that everyone that goes to bed together, no matter what they're doing, is cosmically intermingling a little bit. There's, a, there's an emotional component to all sex. Otherwise, all we'd all do is jerk off. If you got the same energy from an orgasm, no matter what you were doing, um, you, you, it doesn't matter what promises you make. So I'm, I'm, I'm as much as this poor gentleman probably doesn't need or want to hear it, his mate that's saying, can I be in an open relationship? I'm, I'm agreeing with his obvious anxiety, which is, no, there's no such thing as a physical... You can't you can't love one guy and then well, be physical with another guy and then it's like, never the twain shall meet. Several people... I went through the uh, the questions that people wrote down in the audience and... Uh, the, like surprisingly, like almost word for word, people asked, like, and several of you asked, is there, um, what, what, what's worse, uh, physically cheating or emotionally cheating? Right. Uh, like, and that's, you know, that's apparently that was on everybody's minds. Well, what, what would be more hurtful? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm way too old fashioned to, I, I, th I think that there are people who are better equipped for this I, because I, I don't think my advice would be or my insights would be as valid. I think, I've, I've often observed that people who are growing up in an age of text messaging and Facebooking and, and, and all this stuff, they are a little more shielded in the right places. I am a 39-year-old maniac. When I have a girlfriend, I really, like, I get, I get nervous and jealous very easily. I think that that's sort of intertwined with the definition of loving somebody. It's like, I, it doesn't make any logical sense, though. It's not practical. So I'm not Dr. Phil about when it comes to when you should be jealous and possessive. And there's a million people out there, some of them might be in the audience, who are actually capable of doing weird swingery stuff and totally keeping everything together. You look at Bruce Willis and Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore, or whoever the fuck, they all, you see a tablet, they're all on a boat together, like, hey, we all fucked each other, who cares? Let's go fishing. Uh, there, it is possible for people to be mature. Um, uh, I was uh, staying in a hotel one time, I got. I was supposed to fly out in the morning, but for some reason, I, I, the flight got canceled. So I had to stay in Reno, Nevada for a night. And we stayed at one of the casinos there, one of the big hotel casinos there. And uh, I don't know if you've ever, ever been to Reno. It's a little mini kind of country cowboy Vegas, you know, the, the, the biggest little city in the world, I think they call it. Yeah. And uh, are you from there? No. no. Yeah. Keep it down, man. 
<laughs> no, sorry. Uh, but we, we stayed at this casino, and uh, I was walking to my hotel room, and uh, there's me and some of the guys I was doing sh- I, I got a comedy show with, and we're walking to our hotel rooms, and on, on kind of like 80% of the doorways, like the hotel doors, there was a Polaroid of like a couple, like a married couple or a guy and a gal, sometimes just a guy, sometimes just a gal, but there's a Polaroid taped to uh, the doors. And I don't really think anything of it. I had some thing going on at a convention. So then I go down to the uh, to the casino and I'm playing like I'm I'm playing roulette, and I'm sitting there and I notice like uh, everyone's got these really really visible, bright like hot pink or orange um, wristbands on. Not everybody, but a lot of people. But also the same kind of age group and style of the people that were in these photos on the doors in the hotel. And so I say to the. Uh, to the uh, the croupier, what do you call the guy at the roulette table? I said, uh, "What's what's going on? Like, uh, what's the, what's with the wristbands and the, uh, the 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 Polaroids in the door?" And he goes, eh, "It's a uh, swingers convention." Uh, yeah, I guess like, "Oh no!" I, I, I guess looking around, I hate to be a jerk, but you wouldn't fuck any one of these people. <laughs> it was pretty rough. It was pretty rough, and. Yeah, I said, "What's up with the Polaroids in the door?" And the Polaroids are like, if you like, if you see, you walk by a door and you go, "Oh, th- that's who's in this room," and you can knock on the door, and if they want you to come in, you can either join in or watch or whatever. I mean, I guess that's that's all fun and fine and dandy, but I gotta say, the the mood in that casino was tense uh, because nobody got what they fucking wanted or paid for, or yeah, it was it was it was rough. And there was a couple like there were a couple couples that were more on the sexy scale, like on, on the sexy side of the scale, and they were just being worked on. By everybody, and they right. were really bummed out. It was it was bad. Yeah, I, I, I in a world where we haven't answered those questions yet, I just keep it simple and just go with what my primal instinct tells me, which is that I want I want a woman and I want her to be my woman. And it, if that's unhealthy, it's the unhealthy choice that will get me through a sea of very confusing shit. Because because it's every 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 person I've ever talked to, every anecdote I've ever heard about three ways and four ways and nine ways and open relationships and she's my old lady, but we have a common long thing and let me do this and that guy lives in our garage and he hangs in a bat costume and um, <laughs> none, of, none of those end with anyone cutting a cake uh, which I'm sorry it's I'm my parents son I just want to go I, I just want to do the chicken dance and go home and have some kids and like die I, I, I and I want to do it with one person and I don't want Kevin you know hanging out um or Natalie, I, 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 I don't. Those stories end with probably no more. I think those people, like we owe it to them to say, like I, I think that people who are pursuing their bliss, like they, those people are just as right as as monogamists. Uh, I, I, I think it's random and cosmic. It's like it's there's stress everywhere. It's fucking stressful. You don't. There's no such thing as waking up every morning. With a big hard on for for the person that's three feet from you and wa- and 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 being happy and then going to bed happy and doing it every day because then if that happens then that that that's not you, human beings aren't happy all the time happiness is defined by the unhappiness that follows it so there is no like you talk I I, I always smell a rat when I talk to people who are like uh, yeah we do, you know we cheated the system we got it you know it's like this is Darla she's with me but you know we go home together we live together but uh, you know I do what I want with Stacy and uh, I, I always feel like someone's gonna kill themselves you know pretty soon Stacy's gonna murder somebody or, I, or, is that, or that something's uncomfortable and bad but if I'm wrong 
or if I'm right, I, 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 it, there's no time for me to change that fact. I'm all for sticking to the, the addiction, the, the gum that's under the desk <laughs> that you touch when it's there. It's like, you want a girlfriend, you want your girlfriend to turn into your wife, you want your wife to turn into the mother of your children, you want to, and, uh, in, in, infidelity is, uh, is a, is the static that happens on that TV, uh, reception because people fuck up, they fail, and they, they, we all, we, like, we fantasize and, like, think that we did something wrong or something, and we, we, we fail as human beings, infidelity happens. And I don't, I don't know if it's a solution to say, hey, my television station is half static. I, I think you're just, you're saying, you're still saying the same thing. You're saying it's hard to be in a relationship. And so your solution is to, is to make relationships hard. Well, somebody asked, would you rather be the person that was cheated on or the person that cheated? I would, I would definitely rather be cheated on. I, I, I as much, that, that, wow, that is a really awesome question. Uh, that, that, that's, a, that's a question of perspective because certainly in the long run you would definitely rather be cheated on because um, fucking like you get to stop being in a relationship and you're the hero <laughs> you get flooded with pity puss should you want it Pity puss. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like Can you don't, we talk more about you don't even have to force it in conversation. It's going to come up naturally. Why'd you play that song on the jukebox? My wife fucks someone. <laughs> she what? I would never do that. Prove it. <laughs> Make love to my penis tonight forever. <laughs> Prove you're not like my wife. Uh, and, and you just like, like you don't you don't you don't break a sweat. You sleep like a baby. You're and and, and you and you're not married. Yeah, better to be in the long run because you are in an unhealthy relationship. If someone's capable of cheating on you, the problem is if you're it's like like the idea of you 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 were in love with her and you can't live without her and she cheated on you. That that so in the short term, I people jump off bridges. People jump. Off, oh, that was an unfortunate choice of words. <laughs> Tony, Tony Scott just jumped off a bridge. Uh, R.I.P. Tony Scott, whatever. So whatever. It doesn't. It's not a disrespect to him to use the phrase "jump off a bridge." No, it was, <laughs> it's just unfortunate. It, 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 yeah, it, it was people, just that we were people, talking about it. Earlier. People jump off of spaceships uh, because of relationships. Because of because of people leaving them. Because that, that, because when that, you, that was Ridley Scott. When you are. <laughs> yeah. Let's just get, fuck those guys. We just. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Kidding. Right. Sorry. Everyone's a fan of yeah, everyone you know who's dead. You, fuck you, Phyllis Diller, you piece of shit. <laughs> I'm kidding. I worship Phyllis Diller, and I love Tony and Ridley Scott. Come Ron on. Ron Palillo, you owe me money. <laughs> nice Ho way out. Ron Palillo died. Horshack. 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 Welcome, welcome back, Cotter. Died as well. Is it? Welcome to our death segment. Harmontown. <laughs> Uh, it's not, <laughs> this show's got it all. We got infidelity. We got Dungeons and Dragons. We got dead people. It's we have a, 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 a complete imbalance between the power and the power dynamic of yeah. audience and performer. Levi fucked off about ten minutes ago. We don't know where he went. He's gone. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Don't. Get, he, he's jumping off a bridge right now. <laughs> 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 he's he's suffocating himself in a giant pair of acid wash pants. <laughs> it's Levi. It's just because his name, his name is, his name is a kind of pants. I'm not gonna repeat it. <laughs> I, 
I, I admire the, uh, the, the the calm and comfort you have. Of, uh, I'm, from, I'm from Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh. I am. I thought you were from Las Vegas. I, I live there, but I'm from Milwaukee. All right. I am asshole. <laughs> Jesus. She just called Dan an asshole now. This, uh, this is unpod. The back and forth is unpodcastable because no one can hear you, and we don't dare give you a microphone. All right. No, no, give it, give it to her, give it to her. But Jesus Christ! I walked toward her with a microphone, and the crowd uh, a mutiny. That was All right. the, the, okay. All right. But I'm just. I, I'm not. There's nothing wrong with you as a human being. I'm not. I'm not saying. I, okay. I just admire her zeal and her comfort of, of just completely shoehorning herself into the show. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> but as we established, okay, we got to the bottom of it. I stepped up on stage. I drew first blood. I immediately, all of a sudden, I shouldn't have done that. I shook that can. I was doing a callback. I thought, oh, there was energy out there in the line. I think I'll do a big callback. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm an idiot. I'm not. Gu- I, this isn't my job. This isn't. I don't write on my tax form. I don't go show runner. Wait, yes, I do. Yes, you do. Uh, well, not anymore. But I, it's a not a live show runner. <laughs> I don't say there's a town with my name on it. Right. Oh wait, I guess I do. Uh, what the fuck were we talking about? What, what were we just talking about? It was important. No, we weren't talking about Levi. Jumping off bridges. Jumping off. We weren't talking about jumping off bridges. I mean, we were, but we shouldn't have been. Infidelity. Yeah, people broken hearted. Whatever. I, I, I. Yes, I would. I would rather be cheated on because the long term. Uh, All right. Here's a, here, here's a short question. Woody Allen thoughts. <laughs> I do have thoughts because Aaron just pulled up that documentary on Woody Allen. It was a, how many people by applause have seen that Woody Allen documentary? That was very interesting watching that. Uh, the most it was so revelatory. Like I, Woody Allen is a, a, a ubiquitous uh, genius. Like he's, he's everyone in this room has grown up uh, uh, surrounded by his movies because he makes almost literally one per year and has been doing it for how many decades and. Uh, uh, some of them hit and some of them miss, but he's he's made more good movies than 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 any of his peers because he's made kind of by more bad movies. I just, I never got that that perspective on him. And there's a, this like the studying of his personality by talking to all of the people around him. He seems to have like uh, I was relieved to find out that he really. He, there's like, uh, his circuit board in his brain is kind of like, there's a couple of like, uh, scorch marks there that, that, that where, which is, which is nice because it means that we don't all owe it to ourselves to go home and try to be Woody Allen. Like, because he, it's clearly like, I think it's genetic. I think it's like neurological. He does it. He was, there's like, what, what, what was the movie that he was writing in the, the documentary? He was writing a, a, one of his good movies while all of the shit was going. Going down in the tabloids about him uh, and Sun Yi. Does anyone? Can anyone shout it out? Does anyone remember? He was writing Husband's Wives. That was it. Wait, was that a good one or not? Was it Broadway Danny Rose or Husband's Wives? No, it couldn't have been Broadway Danny Rose. Those are both good movies. I don't think it was Bullets Over Broadway either. Husband's Wives, probably. Anyways, Curly Sue. Curly Sue. 
This is a story about him like taking phone calls with his lawyer and going like, you, you, you might want to get a blood sample. Um, uh, and then coming back and sitting down and just riffing bits to do this. Show. And the end result is a fine movie that everyone enjoyed. Like he, he, and uh, then they have that montage of everyone going, he compartmentalizes, he compartmentalizes, he compartmentalizes. Like he, the, the, another word for compartmentalizing is like, uh, you know, autism. I, I, he's, he is like, like there, there's different parts of his brain that are incapable of crossing into other parts of his brain. And he's one of those rare people that, like, like those compartments are shaped in a Tetris block that makes, like, movies. And he just, just keeps making them and making, like, good ones and good ones and good ones. It, 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 to me, it was a relief because I'm a narcissist and everyone who does anything creative, I don't care if you make a rocking chair or a stained glass window, I, my big thought in my head is, like, do I need to, uh, prove that I can do that better or worse or, you know, like, like, is there, am I under threat here? Do I need, is it, what do I, I, uh, you beat your wife, right? That's why you make such good stained glass windows. I don't know. Like I'm always, I'm always looking for some way to make myself feel at ease that I am still a contributor to my society, that what I do is important and, and that I'm doing it right and that I don't need to work harder at it or less hard at it. And watching that documentary really relaxed me because Woody Allen has haunted me a long time because I always think like Jesus Christ how do you do what he does well you said to me uh, recently that the, the, there might be some uh, money coming in on syndication and if you ever got that money coming in that you would stop writing you said this before that you might retire you would never work again you would just do that but I don't, I don't imagine that you would be able to do that I, no I, I don't think I would yeah so you say that but you're you, that's well I say that yeah I say that because I feel like I'm yeah I'm trying to win some game against people that I hate like I I'm rich and I won't care but I, I'll always care I was like yeah I'll die like writing the worst shit I've ever written. I'll always. I'm all fucked up. Like, uh, it's like it's, don't don't say ah. <laughs> no, if, if, they're, if they're gonna say ah, that's when they should say it. I was. I will like. Yeah, I will like. I will be 70 years old if I'm lucky, uh, and I'll like I'll just be working on some fucking piece of garbage. Like I'll just be trying to prove that I'm. The, uh, trying to untie some knot in my head of like how you're supposed to make yourself happy. I just talked to Mitch Hurwitz about this name drop. I was on the set of Arrested Development and ta met Mitch Hurwitz and, uh, and he said so many things that I had been thinking, um, which it, w it was so, such a great thing to hear him say it. And one of the things that we talked about was the fact that when we make things, um, we're trying to entertain everyone in the world. We're not ever, ever, ever trying to exclude anybody. And the, but, the, but the only way you could possibly ever stand a chance of entertaining everybody is if you're entertaining yourself. There's no, otherwise you're a hack. You don't, you don't say, well, people like got milk. Uh, that's a funny joke. Um, so if you say got milk, then everyone will laugh. That's what I've learned. And you're not laughing the whole time. It's like, it's garbage. It's hackery. And it works for some people because they get lucky because there's only so much shit to watch out there. But the truth is, if you really want to make people happy, you have to know who you are and what you want and express it and make yourself laugh if you're doing comedy. And then it's your tough luck if only 3 million people like it as opposed to 18 million people. It's, 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 Mitch, Mitch Hurwitz was was exactly the same as me going like I wish I wish everybody liked everything that I did I, w I really do but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna he's not gonna 
change what he does because then what would he be, he'd be doing? He'd be writing like an animated penguin movie. He doesn't. What would he? It would be. It would be terrible. It would be worse than an, an animated penguin movie that you like. Like there's one that you like, and it was written by a guy who was operating at the top of his game. He woke up with a boner for animated penguins. <laughs> Mitch Hurwitz would be slumming it and like betraying you. You'd be watching a liar lie. Um, and so he has to do what he has to do at the top of his RPMs and just like be bummed out. What were we talking about? Infidelity? Yeah. <laughs> Woody Allen. Oh, Woody Allen. Yes, Woody Allen. Yeah, so whatever. It relaxed me a lot to watch that documentary. Those were my thoughts. I had a lot of thoughts. Aaron and I talked about Woody Allen for a long time. Aaron's observation was like, yeah, it's like he's a jazz musician on top of all this. Yeah. Like he has this weird disconnection where he's able to focus on people, but he doesn't he doesn't work with the actors. He just casts people like they're crayons in a crayon box. He doesn't even talk to them. And then he sends them a script and says, "You can do uh, do do the lines the way I wrote them or don't." And if anyone else said that, they'd be full of shit, you know? They'd be just saying that cuz he really means it. He doesn't give a fuck if you do the script or not. He's Woody Allen and he doesn't care if you do his script. And then he gets the, the actor he's on the set and he's he he described it as like he's he's like the people do the take you know and uh, uh, you uh, you know you say cut and then they look at you like uh, you know did I do a good job and of course you can't stare at them uh, all day so you have to say something um, so you say that was fine um, it's like that's a person talking that's like people are mannequins to him they are they're like like, like he's just do playing a video game where, where everyone is like a th- an obstacle to get past so that he can do what he wants to do he's just playing Grand Theft Auto and his goal is to is to make the most movies ever, which is which is great. You can emulate yourself, but you but you like the relieving thing is that no, his brain is shaped different. You can't. You you got to do what you want to do. He's doing what he wants. So what's to do. The, what's the difference uh, of the shape of your brain that makes you do what you do well? Mine's shaped like a planet, <laughs> and it has beautiful clouds. I don't know. <laughs> what what would be your crowning achievement? Or is there such a thing? Is it, is it something you'd want? Like, would you like you know? Best screenplay or something like that, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, best original screenplay Oscar. That would be if I if I got that, then I would. It would be hard to get up the next day. I would probably play a lot of Minecraft <laughs> after I got. I would, I would I would be like, okay, what am I? You know, like, Do you think like you come on, any- let's go on a hike. Yeah, if can I hike my way to another one of these motherfuckers? <laughs> Uh, how about more chocolate pudding? Will you, but will, will you endeavor to do that? What do you do? You think like, there was, yeah, I want to. I want there, to. There was times, you know, when Dan and I were uh, friends, and you know, like, like like years ago, when he was broke or I was broke, and we're both helping each other out and stuff like that, and like, and you you have these script ideas, like, and there was times when you you, you seemed like more of a feature writer than a TV writer. That's why I came out here. I didn't even know you could write TV. Like most of us, I thought the people on TV were making it up. Like, just, <laughs> You just kind of felt that when you watch TV. You're like, oh, Alan Alda's hilarious in the Korean War. Why is he? <laughs> he should do more stuff. He's great. Jerry Seinfeld's like, whoa, what a great observation about, about socks. Um, uh, why didn't they think of putting him with Kramer for uh, a long time ago? Uh, you just kind of have that feeling about TV. It doesn't feel like it's written um, if it's good. And uh, yeah, I never, the TV I fell into on accident. I wanted to write movies. I wanted, before that, I wanted to write books. I always wanted to be legit. Don't quote me, man, because I ain't said shit. <laughs> Easy E. So look him up. Died of AIDS. Jumped off the bridge of AIDS. In you know, I, 
Phyllis Diller, whom I love, she died t- today, right? And uh, and she was 95, and she died in her sleep. And uh, whoever found her, like, what, what, uh, was one of her children? So someone came into the house and found her, and she had a smile on her face. Oh, come on! And I was like, that's that's how you fucking do it. Why can't we all? Why can't we all live to between 70 and 90, and just turn to dust? <laughs> Why does it always have to be like 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 ah, his heart did this and his liver did that and his lung had this thing and then he had a complicated thing and it's ugh, it's a it's, it's I, such I, a met, I met Phyllis Diller after a show at the Improv uh, like I think she was eighty nine and she put down in my presence four pretty big beef eater gin martinis and she was just solid as a rock and 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 also I was on stage for a while so she probably she might have had a couple in there and she had a diamond the size of like like a billiard ball apparently that was worth like just a zillion dollars and she she's quite wealthy she, uh, she'd done very well for herself and she was one of the first female comedians that like like made it like possible for women and she was just like this, this beautiful and she she made her whole career about being ugly but she really wasn't she was really beautiful she was very pretty and some, uh, and she was 37 years old when she started. She had five kids or something like that. She was a housewife, and she, had, like, she was 37 years old when she started her career, and she died a beloved, amazing person at 95 years old with a fucking smile on her face. It made me so happy, and also wistful and sad all day long. I think that put me in a very strange mood today. I was like, yeah. like you couldn't do it any better than that. I don't think. Well, Tony Scott put me in a strange mood. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Bl- obviously, uh, my relationship with pink hair is what really set things off. But uh, <laughs> I, Tony, the Tony Scott thing put me in a bad mood because it reminded me of Spalding Gray. It reminded me of Hunter Thompson. I, ju- I don't like suicides. It makes me very uncomfortable because I feel like I'm a very weak person, and I feel like if I get sick, and it's rumored that I'm. Uh, you look for reasons with this stuff. I want to know why did Tony Scott do this? I heard the rumor that he had terminal brain cancer. I don't know if that's still. A Rumor, does, it, does, it, does anybody out there know? Still, Still a rumor, uh, but but I, 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 that makes me very uncomfortable because it, it it just it feels too close to home. It feels too close to some hypothetical home. I feel like I wouldn't have the strength to uh, endure hardship. I don't. I, I have a I told on Friday the story of me calling an ambulance because I had too much coffee. <laughs> I, I and I and I I was miserable. I would say like like I'm I'm a pretty I'm a pretty cut off here nose despite your face guy i'm a pretty like fuck you if you don't want me <laughs> um and i he, you know if a guy makes a joke about the party being over you know it's... yeah i might i might just to, just to, just to teach him a lesson and just blow my brains out <laughs> a, that, that's a joke if, if, you, if you get diagnosed with a terminal illness just just to walk around with that pick your time pick your time Hey, can I get a loan? Uh, I just want to get a loan at this bank. Uh, well, you know, uh, got milk. Uh, <laughs> just to just to just to teach one person an invaluable lesson. Shoes untied, bro. Oh, really? Well, then fuck it. <laughs> Thank you for coming to Harmontown, everybody. You guys have been wonderful as always. Oh shit. I always forget. Let me find the thank yous. Nobody go anywhere. Keep clapping. It's fun. <laughs> we have people to thank. Sorry, I want to thank again Katie Levine, our audio recording. Uh, what's your name in New Tech? Kyle Clark.
Clark, I believe he says his name. We're having us on sec. Emily Gordon, uh, producing the live show. Daniel Kramer, product, uh, program director. Dustin Marshall, podcast producer. Mo Fafelbab, on-site director. And Jenny Fine, our artist. Thank you so much for uh, coming down again. Thank, Thank you, you guys. Theater. Fantastic. Thank you, Pink Hair. Thank you, Levi. Thank you, Pink Hair. Thank you, Levi. Thank, Thank you, you, Adam. Adam. And of course, Spencer, our dungeon master Thank to you, the Spencer. stars. Who else did we abuse? Anybody? No? All right. Good night, all. You guys are awesome. Thank you. It's the Starburns into 